You are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Good show for you today. Hope you had a great weekend. We're going to talk a little bit about the fallout from Friday's podcast with Beth. We're going to talk a little bit about Kelly Flanagan speaking up for the first time since her and Peter have rekindled their relationship for a third time. We're going to talk a little sports. We're going to talk uh, some college football, maybe even a little fantasy football as well. And we'll get to that momentarily. This podcast is brought to you by our December title sponsor. That is Earth Echo Foods. You know them, you love them. I've told you about them all month. Like I said, I'm not a coffee drinker, but coffee drinkers swear by this stuff. You guys have really been buying this. I appreciate it. Keep it going especially if you love chocolate. Say goodbye to the processed chocolates forever and try Earth Echo's new Cacao Bliss Superfood Blend. You get the incredible health benefits of chocolate and you don't have to worry about the side effects of added sugars or artificial ingredients, anything like that. Earth Echo Foods is offering up to 15% off your order for you listeners. Go to shop.earthechofoods.com slash realitysteve and use the promo code REALITYSTEVE at checkout. Again, if you don't remember these URL codes, that's fine. Go to the episode description wherever you listen to your podcast. Click on the Earth Echo Foods link. It'll bring you right to the landing page. And then during checkout, just type in promo code REALITYSTEVE for up to 15% off. All right, let's get going. Uh, just a few things to wrap up the interview that I had with Beth on Friday, which was in response to Aaron going on the Almost Famous podcast on Thursday. Yet again, I truly believe that this is over. I don't expect Aaron to respond to what Beth said. Let's hope he doesn't because I think she said enough in there and proved enough to where everything I've been saying about Aaron has been, look, He's focusing on the wrong things when he's attacking this story. His whole thing was, no, I didn't have a girlfriend when I went on Paradise. No one ever claimed you did. That wasn't my story. So clearly he doesn't read things. He doesn't listen to anything. I never said he had a girlfriend going on Paradise. My first story was, hey, he was seeing somebody last year. He's seeing her now. Didn't know where they were seeing each other close to paradise. And then Beth came forward and said, I was part of that too. And I was with him twice, September to November of 2021 and basically January through April of 2022. Here's everything he said. And while I was with him, I was suspicious of another woman, the woman that you had brought up, Amy. And when he was away filming, here's the conversation that Amy and I had with each other. So my story was, look at what this guy did to two women pre-show. And then tell me if you honestly think he went down to paradise and was serious about Genevieve. Of course he wasn't. That was the whole point. But all he's focusing on is, nope, I didn't have a girlfriend, so the reporting was wrong. It's like, do you listen to anything? And oh, by the way, since Friday's podcast, yes, another one has come forward. But this person has moved on with their life. They're not coming on the podcast. I'm not even going to bring it up in a story, but I will say that this person lived with Aaron for three years. And you know why she contacted me? Because she wanted to get in touch with Beth so they can swap stories. They've spoken, 
and they've swapped stories and everything that she heard on the podcast with Beth on Friday, she told me sounded all too familiar. She lived with the guy for three years. This was 2015 to 2019, I believe, or maybe it was 2016 to 2020. Either way. Um, so her and Beth have now been in contact and talking about things. But she's not going to come on. Like I said, this is this is over. What I'm just saying is yet more coming forward to talk about the guy's behavior. And he should just quit while he's behind and just not say a word anymore because there's no point. And he's lucky he's even gotten off with just this because the woman who lived with him for three years could ruin him. So let's just leave it at that. Um, I appreciate you all who listened and who who uh, commented and gave your thoughts and appreciated Beth. Not only how Beth was so forthright in her story, but how she treated Genevieve and the fact that she was looking out for her. And yeah, I gave her all the credit in the world. And like I said, I, I wanted to, when it's a bachelor nation person dating someone that's not bachelor nation, I don't report their names. I don't report their Instagram accounts or anything like that. Don't include their pictures because they didn't ask for it. And it's clear based on the almost famous podcast that Aaron did that he is seemingly with Amy now, but they don't follow each other on Instagram. So don't even bother looking and who knows if he's ever going to go public with her, but you heard Beth, that's his thing. He just kind of doesn't like to do public acknowledgements of women in his life. You know, the picture that I posted, the two pictures that I posted were from Amy's Instagram. The picture of the vase with the heart tagging Aaron and then the pictures out with Logan and Jacob and Aaron and the picture of Aaron kissing her on her birthday. Those were on her Instagram, not Aaron's. So seems like he's got his system down where, yeah, he'll just keep you private and then keep it going. So anyway, um, yeah, I just hope he doesn't. I just hope this is over and done with. And we don't have to talk about this anymore, but I just wanted to. Um, lay it out there that kind of more happened this past weekend, but nothing that's going to become uh, public because she doesn't want to come forward, and that's fine. And I'm I'm fine with her not coming forward. I told her I said, look, I don't, you don't need to, and if you don't want to, I'm not going to even bother to ask. So you, um, but just know there's more, and it could get worse for him if people really wanted to go in. So we had something this weekend that we have not heard yet. We know that Kelly and Peter have been together for a few months now. This is the third time because they had their breakup. It was the beginning of, wasn't this year, it was last year, right? I can't remember what year it was. But they broke up like when Peter posted that Instagram story, uh, feed post. It was either January or you know New Year's Eve of 2021 or 20, or this year, whatever the case may be. But then they got back together during right around Valentine's Day and then broke it off again, and now they're back together again. And Kelly spoke on the relationship for the first time. And this is something that we haven't – I mean, we obviously know them together. They've been posting pictures and stuff like that. But her comments were from a um, an event that they uh, attended at um, 
the points guy awards at Terminal 5 in New York on Wednesday, last Wednesday, the 7th. And she said it's been really, really special. I think we're both enjoying how it's been the second time around and things happen for a reason. And I can say I'm very happy. Oh, that was Peter. Sorry. Um, <laughs> who said that? And Kelly responded with, I'm happy. I generally am. We get along. We connect. And then Kelly also said, I think coming off the show, you have to go through a lot of stuff that puts a lot more pressure on you. And this time around, it's a lot more relaxed. So it's easier. End quote. Great, great, great comments. You know, I get it. But at no point did they, did either of them address the barbs and, you know, <laughs> no pun intended here, Barb being Peter's mother. The, you know, the shots that they took at each other during the last breakup. Do, do, do they just forget what they were saying about each other? I know she says that we get along and we connect, but when you broke up, you didn't at all. And you made that known, you know, during her appearance on chicks in the office, she told them the relationship ended on really bad terms. She told Peter to get the hell out of her life and to lose her number. And then she also told them, you know, how different their interests were. She said, quote, it's not a bad thing, but he loves Pokemon cards and he loves playing video games and he loves going out and partying. And she said, there was a while there where I was trying to convince myself that that's what I was like, that that's what I liked. And I was like, all right, Kelly, let's be honest with yourself. Does that add up for you? And that was she saying the moment she decided it was over when it didn't add up for her. And then she even said, there's a lot of things that you hear. The world is very small. I even get stopped by girls in Nashville. And they're like, my friend hooked up with Peter last week. And then when Peter heard Kelly go on Chicks in the Office podcast, his response to that was, I thought after hearing how it went, it was very trying to push for a headline, very calculated, very disingenuous. And then Kelly even responded to that when he called her calculated and disingenuous. She said, Someone is giving their opinion as to why I did it with no facts behind it, which is which I think is a little bit crazy. The bear was poked. There was a lot of things even going on, being disrespected, going and hanging out with my family friends, posting everywhere. I was just like, I don't understand. When you end badly with someone, you would think that they would just try and respect you a little bit and just go their way instead of reaching out to my friends. When something happens that's extremely disrespectful, you have to know your worth and you have to sit there and say, good luck to you. I wish you the best in the future, but I don't necessarily want you in my life. I think I would have respected him more if he didn't accuse me of trying to hit headlines. <laughs> like, this is what they said about each other not very long ago. <laughs> and, you know, look, I mean, they're back together. It's not my place. They can do whatever they want with their relationship. All I'm going off of is what they've given us up to this point. And that's what they've given us. I think everyone was shocked when we heard that Kelly and Peter got back together because we all remember how they went at each other when they broke up. She went on Chicks in the Office. He responded when he had his own podcast that he quit out of the blue for no reason whatsoever other than being trolled because of he was he was horrible in some of his takes on the Nate situation and then quit the next week after he was getting crucified, him and Dustin. Still no explanation as to why they quit their podcast. Never gave a goodbye episode, nothing. So <laughs> I think all we can go off of is what they've given us in the public eye. And I just read you all the quotes that they had when they broke up. And then they just got back together. It's like, look, I, they can do whatever they want. I just, we're going to have questions. How can you not? And, and that's all we're here for is just 
reminding ourselves what they said about each other during that breakup. And I get it. It's in the moment. It's right after it happened. You say things and you know, it's not to say that people have, who have broken up have never gotten back together, but like for a long-term thing, Kelly basically said it didn't sound like when Kelly described it, that they were compatible. And now months later that they are because why she doesn't have to answer that. It's her life. And Peter doesn't have to answer that. It's his life. But when we see what they've given us in the public eye, yeah, of course, we're going to have some questions. And that's all we're doing, just bringing that to the forefront. Already moving on to college football over the weekend, Caleb Williams from USC wins the Heisman. Personally, I would have voted for Max Duggan, but I'm fine with Caleb Williams winning it. He didn't run away with it, which is good. I'm glad that Max Duggan and a lot of people did vote for him in first place, although Caleb had a lot more first place votes. I think it was almost 300 more. But over, I think, around 150 people did vote for Max Duggan in a first place vote. I, you know, the Heisman is not something that equates to NFL success at all. And the Heisman is just it. I know it's the main award to get in college football, and it's a very esteemed class. And there have been some great, great NFL players who have won the Heisman. There have also been some absolute busts where it doesn't mean shit if you won the Heisman. Danny Werfel, what did he do in the NFL? You know, Johnny Manziel won the Heisman, but I'm not saying that Johnny Manziel shouldn't have won the Heisman. He was one of the best five college football players I have ever seen. And granted, I've been watching college football religiously since about 95. So yes, I get that there were players well before him that were were great in their era. But in my, you know, from my college years up till now, easily top five college player I've ever seen on the field. He was unbelievable in college and was just a train wreck off the field. That's why he didn't amount to anything in football. But, it really doesn't mean anything. I think Caleb Williams is going to be an excellent, excellent uh, NFL player. He's going to be the first pick in the draft when he does come out in two years. Without a doubt, There's, it's not even going to be close. He is, He's really, really good if you haven't seen him play. And him playing at SC and having a lot of late-night games, there are probably people in the Midwest and East Coast that probably didn't see him play very much. And he's he's pretty special. And good for him to win the Heisman. I do think he will make an impact in the NFL. I don't think he's going to be a Heisman bust at all. Um, I wanted to mention something that happened on Thursday. We talked about the game specifically, and this is a pet peeve of mine when it comes to watching football. And we watched it on um, um, Thursday with the Raiders and the the Raiders and the Rams game. And I talked about it on Thursday, just just the craziness of the game and the fact that it mirrored Monday night's game as the home team was down 16-3 with under four minutes left and both home teams ended up scoring two touchdowns in the last four minutes and winning 17-16. However, if you watched that game, once the Rams scored to make it 16-10, the Rams had one timeout and the Raiders had about three and a half minutes left when they got the ball back, maybe 345. There is nothing in this world, in the sports world, that angers me more than coaches who play not to lose. 
because if the Raiders get one first down, the game is over. But most coaches don't understand that. Most coaches think, I just need the Rams to use up all their timeouts. They had two timeouts and the two-minute warning is what it was. Two timeouts and the two-minute warning. And your job as the Raiders is to get a first down, not let's make them use their timeout so they have little time left, as little time left as possible to come down the field and beat us. You get a first down, the game's over. You don't put it in your, you don't give them the ball back. But what did the Raiders do? Run on first down, run on second down, run on third down, three and out, punt. (laughs) Now, even with that, Raiders, you punted and you punted them and you pinned them back at their own two-yard line. So Baker Mayfield, who arrived at the team on Tuesday night, who had been with the team less than two days, went down the field on you 98 yards and no timeouts in less than two minutes. So even after your horrible play calling that cost you the game because you were playing not to lose and you were playing to make the other team use their timeouts as opposed to playing to get a first down, you still should have won the game. You shouldn't have given up a 98-yard drive in less than two minutes and no timeouts to a quarterback who didn't arrive to the team till two days before. Just an absolute train wreck of a game. But that was something I forgot to mention on Friday. Just the use of timeouts. I, I We've seen it a thousand times. You can talk about the prevent defense that they went into and all that stuff. I, I don't care. They had the ball, and the Rams had, I think actually I think it was one timeout, one timeout and the two-minute warning, and the Raiders got the ball back with like 3.30, 3.45 left. If they get one first down, the game is over. And they got it to third and one. And then they just did a regular handoff, and they got stuffed. Do you think he even lost a yard or two? I'll never understand these coaches that play that. You should be fired for that offense. And you just see so many so many of them do it. They're just like, oh, I want to make them use their timeouts. No, because then if you don't get that first down – yeah, you made them use all their timeouts, but they're getting the ball back. And then once they have the ball, it's up to your defense. And just embarrassing. Raiders deserve to lose. And finally, I don't talk fantasy sports at all. I've never once this whole season brought up my fantasy football team or how I'm doing or whatever. Well, until now. Um, And I'm not going to go very long on this. But I will say that we've had a very competitive league. The top six teams make the playoffs, and right now there are seven teams fighting for six spots. Two have already clinched, so there's basically five teams competing for four spots. I'm one of those five teams. I have the same record and the same total points scored as one of the other teams. And tonight, like, there's quite a few scenarios, but I could make the playoffs as the five seed. I could make the playoffs as the six seed, or I could not make the playoffs and be finished in seventh place because on the last drive last night for the Miami Dolphins, Jalen Waddle caught a pass for 11 yards. (laughs) Like fantasy football is nuts, but that's where I'm sitting right now. Basically the bottom line is if Ramondre Stevenson of the new England Patriots tonight doesn't get 22 fantasy points or 22 fantasy points or less, I will be in the playoffs. If he gets more than 22, good chance I'm not making the playoffs. All because of Jalen Waddell catching an 11-yard pass with a minute left in the game last night. And if he doesn't do that, I clinched. 
So, yeah, that's my fantasy life. So we'll see. We'll see. I put up the best week of my season, or the best week, best point week uh, this week in my league, and it might not be good enough. I literally had a 60-point deficit on somebody. I had to beat somebody by 60 points. And you know how much I beat him by? Exactly 60. But he beat me in head-to-head, so he's got the tiebreaker over me. And I was up by 63 points when Waddle caught that 11-yard pass, <laughs> which gave him three extra points, which means I beat him by 60, 154 to 94. We both finished 15 and 13, and we both finished with the same exact point scored this season. Ugh. I hate fantasy football. That's why I didn't talk about it all season. I'm probably not going to talk about it again. Well, unless I do end up making the playoffs and winning this thing, then I won't shut up about it. Anyway, thank you all for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Um, Keep it coming. Please check out Earth Echo Foods. The link is in the episode description. 15% off using promo code REALITYSTEVE. And like I said, this cacao superfood blend is really good for the coffee drinkers, or you can put it in your smoothies as well, which is what I do because I don't drink coffee. But check it out. The link is on the episode description page. Just press it, bring you right to the landing page, and your promo code is REALITYSTEVE at checkout. Thank you very much for listening. I really appreciate it. And we are back tomorrow with yet another episode. See you!